listening to episode 17 of She's a Super Geek, the actual play RPG podcast highlighting women as GMs. I'm Senda, and on today's episode, my co-host Emily and I are joined by Chris and Phil of the Misdirected Mark podcast and Encoded Designs to play Heroine from Ginger Goat Games. Oh, hi everybody. Welcome to She's a Super Geek. Today we are playing Heroine with Phil and Chris of the Misdirected Mark podcast. You guys want to say hi? Hello. Hi, everybody. Not the drug. Not the drug. We're not doing heroin. We're doing heroin. You know, the <laughs> RPG. <laughs> heroine. We're going to call it heroine from now on. Should I be drinking wine? Only if you want to. Hmm. Seems like a good idea. I thought you were doing brandy these days. I think you mean bourbon cream. There's a right. big difference between brandy and bourbon cream. See, I couldn't remember which which drink was sacred to Soth. I was trying to remember that. <laughs> bourbon. Oh. Bourbon is sacred to Soth. Bourbon is sacred to Soth. I was awesome. I was thinking it was like one of those schnapses with the glitter and stuff inside the schnapps because it's sparkly. <laughs> Speaking of, of Lord Soth, all hail his name and praise him. We've been trying really hard to get people to glitter their beards purple. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're working on that. We appreciate that. It'll be great if we can make that happen. We want pictures. If anybody makes that happen, send us pictures on Twitter or Facebook or wherever. And also pictures of dogs riding motorcycles. Thank you. <laughs> but but we already have the pictures of dogs riding motorcycles. We just have to collect we, them for the one-shot site. <laughs> we need more. More dogs riding motorcycles. More dogs riding more motorcycles. We need dogs riding motorcycles with purple beards that are glittery. Yes. <laughs> That's tall order. Okay, got me. I was trying to be good and sit here and be quiet until he started playing, but. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay, Chris. You don't oh, have to be that's quiet. that's funny. Okay. Um, <laughs> good. Fantastic. So we're going to go ahead and start this game after that little piece of insanity. And uh, this is this is basically a game that's about uh, girls coming of age. It's the standard girl coming of age story that we see in a lot of movies like The Labyrinth or um, in a lot of Neil Gaiman books like Coraline and um, the other one that I just forgot, Mirror Mask. There we go. I came up with it. The Wizard of Oz, Alice in Wonderland, all of those kinds of stories. So the way that this game works is that we have one main character, the heroine, Emily. Me! And then we have two companions that we will be introducing who are going to be Phil and Chris. Yay. Yeah, right. It's us. We're going to cause all sorts of trouble. Well, and be helpful. I sure hope so. Now, which no, one of you helpful. doesn't have a brain and which one of you doesn't have a heart? <laughs> I, I apparently don't have a personality. <laughs> we'll get there. Shh. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> um <laughs> i'm teasing i'm teasing it's, it's a it's a teasing thing i'm teasing it's a teaser teacher. teaser trailer fantastic um so we're just gonna jump right into it um this is an apocalypse world-based system so uh for any sort of roles that we're doing we are rolling 2d6 um and working with that seven to nine success range uh 10 to 12 ultimate success um below that you fail 
So we're going to start the story with Emily describing her heroine character to us and the uh, difficult circumstances in which she finds herself so that uh, we know why she has to go on this journey of self-discovery. <laughs> well, the the book flips open. <laughs> and we we see the picture of a large moving van that pulls up to... Uh, a large two-story home in some sort of generic suburbs. And, okay, I was trying to think of the name of a kind of car, and I can't, I'm not a, I'm not very good it's at those things. Oldsmobile. I don't know. <laughs> Subaru? Honda. How about uh, a Ford Escape? A Ford Escape. Very good gas mileage. Oh. A Ford Escape pulls up into the driveway and out steps a, a father and a mother and a 17-year-old girl. And they are helping the movers unpack into this home. Uh, the boxes are marked D'Angelo. And they're marked um, things like kitchen, bathroom, and the 17-year-old who is, she's short and she's still got her, you know, a little bit of baby face going on. Um, and she's got short, dark hair. She starts uh, taking boxes upstairs that are marked summer and placing them in a in a bedroom that has a, a nice uh, giant picture window in it. From downstairs, you hear your mother yelling, Summer, did you find the sweaters yet? It's kind of getting chilly out. I'm not really cold, Mom. Yeah, but the sun is going down, so I need you to find the box of sweaters, please. My sweaters like are now, your sweaters. Mine. I mean, yours too, but didn't you put them in the same box, darling? No, I have my clothes in other well, boxes. I I don't know why you bothered with that, but okay. Just whatever. So Summer begins to dig through her boxes and finds one box marked sweaters. And she opens it to find that her mother has indeed tucked away her own sweaters next to hers. <laughs> Pronouns are fun. Summer <laughs> discovers her own sweaters next to her mom's. They're all in that box. They are all in that box. Well, there's probably more. Summer shrugs to herself and and she goes to throw the uh, throw the sweater down the stairs and her, her mother yells at her. So she walks very calmly down the stairs and hands it to her Don't mother throw it. and walks back upstairs. I'm going to add a detail here. I think that it's uh, it's a very stereotypical, maybe Midwestern suburb. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's getting on towards fall. So some of the leaves are starting to change and there's a little bit of a breeze. Summer opens up her window. She loves fall. Yay. <laughs> so this is probably the this is probably the 14th time she's moved in her life. They move a lot for her dad's work. So as Summer's unpacking and she's starting to pull out some of her trinkets and stuff, I'm assuming the movers have been there already and, and there's some furniture, like the basics are there. There's like the dressers in the corner and the beds in the room. They're maybe not where you really want them, but they're there. 
There's curtains on the windows, but this room used to be like a little seven-year-old boy's room. So they have, um, they have like a... Disney's cars. Yeah, they have a Disney car theme printed on them. That's definitely what's printed on them. And definitely not really appropriate for a 17-year-old woman, yeah. young woman, girl, teenager. How should we go about this? And uh, so she's pulling things out. She gets to a box that just has some of her trinkets and stuff in it. And one of the things that she pulls out is um, a snow globe that was a gift from her grandmother. And as she pulls it out, she shakes it a little bit in the snow swirls around a little winter scene inside of there. It's kind of hard to make out what exactly is in the middle of the swirling snow, but she sets it on the dresser um, and continues to unpack. Rosemary. No, it was a joke <laughs> about <laughs> Citizen Kane. Um, uh, Rosebud. Rosemary could be my Rosebud. grandmother. Rosebud. Oh, damn. Rosebud's the sled. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> You spoiled, you spoiled Citizen Kane. Sorry, forget it. I'm not watching it now. <laughs> so Rosemary, yes, was um, my father's mother, and she was from Minnesota. She was from St. Paul, Minnesota. So this is a snow globe of the state capital. Yes, and it's got a little, um, it's got a little sleigh like flying over the skyline with some tiny plastic reindeer inside there that's kind of, it's supposed to look like Santa's sleigh flying over the Minneapolis skyline. St. Paul. Is the idea. Sorry, St. Paul. I'm going to take that again. It's supposed to look like Santa. <laughs> Sorry, they will just get mad if you mix them up. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm just going to say it again so I have it to cut in, but now I'm laughing too hard. I'm sorry, guys. So it's supposed to look like a little Santa's sleigh with reindeer flying over the St. Paul skyline is the idea. And on the front, um, on the base of it, it, it says in uh, like painted on letters uh, from Minnesota with love. Hmm. That's how she signed all of her cards. From Minnesota with love. Mm -hmm. Grandma. Or Nana. So tell me, Summer. What's that voice in my head? How did you feel about your grandmother? I loved my grandmother. She was the only grandmother I, I had growing up. My other grandmother, my mom's mom had passed before I was born. And she wasn't always the most articulate of women, but she really tried to show her love through through food and through spending time together. And she really loved winter sports especially hockey she hated watching hockey but she loved playing hockey and she would skate playing hockey with the local kids i mean every every winter which lasts about nine months of the year up there so as you're unpacking you also pull out a pair of uh, skates that obviously don't fit you anymore at all they're way too small and they look like they may have been worn maybe once or twice mm -hmm. but uh you you pull out those two small skates and very carefully put them in a corner of the closet where your mom won't find them. Yeah. The, those were a gift from my grandmother the last Christmas we spent with her because my mom hates being cold so much. After I was around eight, my mom refused to go to Minnesota for Christmas. So as you're putting the skates in the back corner of the closet to kind of hide them away, you notice something a little bit strange. Like there's, there's a really cold 
breeze coming from the back corner of the closet, like colder than the wind that's coming in your window, that little bit of fall air that's coming in your window. And it's a little, it's got a little bit of the bite of like the moist Minnesota winter air. Well, that's weird because the fall air is very crisp. It is. So I will um, try and, and look in the back of my closet. I assume it's a very deep closet. It's, a little, it's like a walk-in closet. I'll say it's like a walk-in closet. And, and there's not really, there isn't anything in here yet. It's just shelves and stuff and a pair of skates in one corner by the door. And, but it's kind of dark and there isn't a light in here. So as you walk in, you'd think that you'd be able to kind of see all of the corners just with the light from your room that's on and shining in through the door. But the back two corners are actually pretty dark. You can't really see what's back there. But it seems like seems like the really cold air is coming from in back there. I will walk forward with my hands out trying to find the back of the closet. So um, you're heading back there. The, the cold wind is on your hands. It seems a little bit like you kind of expected to hit the back. And then your mom yells from downstairs, Summer! And suddenly your hands touch the cold wood in the back wall. And everything seems to be normal again. This is really weird that this wood is super cold. It is pretty cold. It's sort of warming up under your fingers again, but... And I will back out and I will head downstairs. Your mom is standing at the door. She's got a box at her feet off to the side. Um, And she's standing at the door with an elderly looking gentleman that looks exactly like every elderly gentleman you've ever lived next door to. Strangely familiar, and yet you don't think you've ever met him, and yet he's strangely familiar. He just looks really normal. Um, and he's standing at the base of your stairs with, with your mom. It's nice, it's nice to meet you, Mrs. D'Angelo. I'm, I'm Mr. Smith, James Smith. James Smith, it's so nice. To, we're so happy to be here. We hear it doesn't get that cold. Um, this seems like a really nice neighborhood. Thanks so much for coming out to welcome no, us. Here's, here's a lovely fruitcake for you. I, I knew somebody was moving in, so my, my wife had made one for you. Oh, that's fantastic. This is, um, and look, here comes Summer now. This is my daughter, Summer. Hi. Summer, hello there, hello. young lady. It's a pleasure to meet you. Have we met somewhere? Uh, don't believe so. First time I've ever seen you, young lady. Honey, I don't know what you're talking about. We have never lived in this town before. <laughs> She's so silly. Oh, that's okay. That? Kids have such wonderful imaginations. And Summer's shoulders will just kind of stoop a little bit as she resigns herself to not being a part of this conversation anymore after her mother has sort of slipped those little nice little uh things uh your mom shoves sort of passes the fruitcake off to you without even looking at you and uh and goes back to her conversation with james smith so i will go and i will put the fruitcake do fruitcakes go in the fridge or on the shelf? I don't know. I'm going to put it in the fridge. <laughs> Sounds good to me. I don't know. Fruitcake? General, I'm, you brought up the fruitcake. Where does the fruitcake go? I, I, it goes in the shelf. <laughs> but I don't <laughs> know that. In fact. So, yeah. It's, it, it doesn't really matter where she puts it. She puts it somewhere. 
yeah. to put it somewhere. You head back up to your room to keep unpacking. And uh, and you hear the sound of something clatter against your window. Arose such a clatter. <laughs> Summer laughs to herself at her own bad joke as she goes over to her window. Uh, you look down and in the yard to the other side of James Smith's house, there's... How old would you say, Phil? Oh, who's who's throwing rocks at Summer's window right now? Yeah, that's uh, that's Nikki, and he is he looks maybe mm-hmm. ten, probably a little younger, and he's just you know he's just got a t like a black t shirt on and a and a pair of jeans. He probably should be wearing a sweatshirt, but didn't leave the house with it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just you know he's got a couple rocks in his hand. He's pitching them up against the window. All right, Summer will open her window and say, "Stop that." Stop throwing rocks. Didn't your mother teach you better? Oh, a girl. I wasn't <laughs> expecting a girl. There used to be a there used to be a little there used to be a little guy who lived here. You're not him. No, I'm not him. What's your name? I'm Summer. Who are you? That's cool. I'm Nikki. You want to play? Uh, I probably can. I'm supposed to help my parents unpack. That doesn't sound exciting. Sounds kind of, kind of boring. Well, I mean, we're, we're used to it. We've moved a lot, so it may not take long, but I'll, I'll have to ask my mom if I can come out and play. Cool. I never moved anywhere before. I've lived here. I've lived here my whole life. That must be nice. Yeah, I can show you around. I know everything. I know where everything is. <laughs> yeah, come on down. Summer Summer hesitates. <laughs> and so she goes downstairs and she, she asks her mom. She waits very patiently until there's a lull in the conversation and to ask her mom if she can go. I think your daughter wants something. Oh, no, she's fine. I'm, I'm so sorry, Mr. Smith. Mom, there's a neighborhood kid who wants me to go outside with him. Um, could I Could I go out and, and play? Honey, you know, we just got here. You still need to unpack all of your clothes and your whole room. I really don't think it's a good idea tonight. Okay. I just thought, you know, last place we lived didn't have a lot of kids. And, I mean, this kid is, is like... I'm sure you're going to be fine. You, he can wait till tomorrow. It's okay. I know you get excited. But don't worry about it. Just We just need to get everything unpacked, okay? Okay. I knew you'd understand. Thanks, honey. <laughs> Summer will um, kind of wait until Mr. Smith and her mom go back to talking, and she'll stick her head out of the... Out of the door to tell Nikki that she can't come, uh, but Nikki's disappeared. Mm-hmm. He's gone. Assume he went to climb a tree or something. Probably. Do I see any yeah. hint of him? Yeah. <laughs> what hint does she see? Well, he's climbed up the tree near her window. <laughs> I've never known somebody to climb a tree that quickly. Or at ah, all? I climb this tree all the time. Hey, so are you going to come out and play? No, I can't. I can't. 
Oh, that 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 stinks. Hey, I could just sit here and talk to you while while you while you can't come out and play. Summer will will turn around and, and look at her mom and and turn back and, and just kind of nod to Nikki and then she'll scamper back up the scare- stairs because she's technically <laughs> not breaking anything her mom said. She's not going outside to play. As you're running back up the stairs, Summer, there's a there's a like a gust of wintry wind and you'd swear a couple of snowflakes land on your cheeks. Um, but then as you get to the top of the stairs, it's gone. Boy, this house really needs some help with its air conditioning. <laughs> Mom, I think the AC's still on. That's nice, honey. <laughs> so she'll go back and, and I assume Nikki's sitting like right up near her window now. Yeah. Yeah. So he's just perched. He's perched on a branch that should hold him. It seems strong enough, but he doesn't really seem to notice. And he's not really doing anything to um, steady himself. Like he's, his hands aren't on the branch and he's just kind of sitting there balancing legs swinging underneath them. <laughs> so, Nikki, where do you live? Do you live on the street? Yeah, I live I live on the right at the end of the circle uh, straight down. So all the way down the red house, at the end of the circle. Oh, wow. I didn't know that our uh, co-op let us paint our houses bright. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's cool, though. I mean, it's real red. That's, uh, that my my dad did that. And he, d- he said something about the jerks on the board or something, but I didn't know what he meant, but... Some will, summer will internally sort of <laughs> shudder. <laughs> are there a lot of kids in the neighborhood yeah I, I mean they're like a lot my age uh, I mean not so many your age I mean if a few have some older uh, brothers or sisters but but I can you know I'll introduce you to them yeah I mean I, I, I don't meet a lot of people my own age except at school usually but you've lived like in 14 places. You must have met tons of people in all the places you've lived. Um, yeah, met a lot of people. I have a lot of Facebook friends. Oh, so my my parents won't let me Facebook have Facebook yet. <laughs> well, I think technically you're not allowed to until you're 13. Yeah, right. Or 16 in my case. Bummer. Yeah. So where did you live last? We were in San Antonio, Texas. Cool. Was it like crazy hot? It 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 really was. I did not like it. Although uh my mom really liked it and I liked um that I got to hang out with a lot of people who who spoke Spanish as a first language. Oh, that's cool. Summer, the pizzas are here. Come down and eat, please. Okay, Nikki, I gotta go. Yeah, no problem. Listen, if you can come out and play down by the circle, down by the circle, just off to the right, there's there's like a little playground. 
Like I usually just hang out there. Like I'll just I'll just wait and see if you show up. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Have fun. And he kind of just drops off the branch and like he makes it to the ground without actually falling, but not really climbing. <laughs> just kind of gets there. <laughs> and then he like runs off down the street. That kid's going to give me a panic attack. <laughs> Maybe he's going to make you brave enough to sneak out of the house later when your mom won't notice. What? What do you? I've never sneaked out of the house. I would never consider sneaking out of the house. And then Summer just has in her mind, like, this poor 10-year-old boy and this, like, giant empty playground. Yep. <laughs> and he's, like, Swinging sitting on the... Swinging yeah. by himself. He's sitting, no, he's sitting on the swing, but he's not swinging. And he's just sort of forlornly looking over at their house. <laughs> he's looking down and he's twisting back and forth. He's doing the, I'm not swinging, I'm just kind of Hanging lolling out, in yeah. the swing. <laughs> so Summer will go downstairs, um to eat pizza, which actually sounds really good. Yeah, it's your standard we just moved food because you can always get pizza delivered, right? And there's no dishes or anything, so it's all paper plates and paper napkins and there's water and paper cups. Mm-hmm. Standard moving right, meal. Right, because we don't, well, and we don't drink soda. Yeah. There's, there's no sugar. There is no sugar in your house. None whatsoever. Yeah, there's no sugar. Except for that fruitcake. Except for that fruitcake. Now there's a fruitcake. Quick question. Did you soak the fruit in rum? (laughs) Of course I did. Oh, yes. How else do you make fruitcake? Summer wouldn't think of that, but Emily does. (laughs) Okay, more notes for myself. (laughs) Fruitcake. <laughs> We're gonna come across a giant fruitcake monster that's gonna get us all drunk. It will be like running through the poppies, except with drunkness. Sounds good. I actually that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. You eat dinner. It's basically a silent dinner. Your dad is uh, reading on his phone, pretty much just ignoring everything like he does. Yeah, moving uh, takes up a lot of time, and so he has to work extra hard. Yeah, he's writing emails, and every now and then he he reacts to something that he's reading, like, uh, you know, oh, well, why are they doing it? I can't believe they're doing this while I'm Couldn't they just have waited, like, yeah. two more days? It's hard being a middle manager in a company that provides digital storage solutions for other companies. It is. Sometimes the servers go down at very inopportune times, mm-hmm. and then you just have to work. Could be Christmas Day. Doesn't matter. They don't yep. care. That hasn't happened yet, Christmas, but Thanksgiving did. Yeah. And my birthday. And yeah. Arbor Day. <laughs> okay, that one's a little random. <laughs> so afterwards... um, you feel you feel feel there is a little bit of a nip to the air out now and um and not being in texas anymore it's much more of that damp cold that you used to get in minnesota um that brings back memories of your grandmother and you just really would like to go outside 
And that mixed with the vision of Nikki sitting forlornly, only kid in the gathering dusk on this empty giant playground. Without a coat. Without a coat. (laughs) He must be cold. So I'm going to go put on one of my sweaters and then get an extra sweater. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realize it'll probably be way too big for Nikki, but I I just, I, I, I can't have this guilt of this little kid in the cold waiting for me when I know my mother won't let me out. And, you know, I'll just give Nikki the sweater and tell him to go home and then I'll, I'll come right back. Mm-hmm. So as you leave the house, um, and it is getting, it's, you know, it's dusk. It's not late, and it's not dark, but the sun is getting lower, um, and it is getting a little bit chillier. Um, there's a couple clouds in the sky, um, and you head across to where you... Ooh, uh, ooh as, as she walks out, Mr. Smith is trimming his hedges <laughs> next door. <laughs> yes, he is. And, and, and breaking up a few leaves, <laughs> and, and it's, it's fall and but it's chilly outside, and you said like it's got that wet mm-hmm. feel there. And Mr. Smith looks at you and he's like, uh, "Young lady, you should be uh, you should probably stay inside." I hear uh, it feels like a storm's coming on. There's a storm. It's storm like weather, and the news said that there might be one rolling in this way. Not a great chance, but possibly. Oh, oh, thanks, Mr. Smith. I'm gonna come right back. Um, you never saw me. Oh, okay. Please don't tell my mother. She doesn't know I'm out here. And if she finds out, she's going to be really mad. And I can't take her being mad at me because she was just mad at me last week. And when she gets mad at me, things get really, really bad for a long time. And she's never been double mad at me. So, young lady, we'll just keep this between you and me. And he gives you a wink. (laughs) Okay, super creepy. (laughs) Old dude winking at a 17-year-old teenage girl. (laughs) You never no, seen those the- old man winks like those like knowing winks? It was like one of those. <laughs> it's okay, a knowing like a, wink, not a suggestive like, wink. Good. Yeah, not yeah. get in my panel van. No, yeah. <laughs> no, it's more like, young lady, it'll be just between you and me. Kachink with the wink, and then he goes back to doing what he's doing. Yeah. Like, not that uh, Summer would know the difference troubles. between a suggestive <laughs> wink and a knowing wink. So she will very quickly, kind of, yeah, uh, quickly walk down the street to try and find this uh this playground a couple of leaves swirl around your feet as you come up to the playground and um it looks like there actually isn't anybody here well okay maybe he went home because it was getting dark and as you keep walking um a couple of flakes of snow suddenly fall past you pretty sure that was a flurry of snow it seems like it's still a little bit too early in the year and it seems like it's not quite cold enough but that was definitely snow that was definitely snow and then there's a couple of more flakes and a couple more and a couple more and a couple more and suddenly it's getting hard to see i should go home like there's just blinding white snow everywhere wonder which way was home Summer's going to turn to see if she has left any tracks in the new fallen snow, but it's all been covered. Mm-hmm. And you can she, see about two steps back from where you're standing. And she quickly reaches into her 
pocket only to discover that she left her cell phone charging. <laughs> Not that it would do much good because it's one of those cell phones that can only call like your mom's cell phone and your dad's cell phone and 911. <laughs> you can't you can't even get to on the internet on it. <laughs> but still couldn't find your GPS location. Right. And use it to navigate back to your house. No, but I could have called my mom. yep you are in the middle of a blinding blizzard it's handy that you have this extra sweater i know i was just thinking about so she will (laughs) she will put on the extra sweater and in my mind it's one of those beautiful norwegian minnesota sweaters that has like that heavy knit that has like a little zipper in the front that has like a reindeer on it yeah and so she like zips it up and she brings her arms in so that her hands are like between the sweater and her other sweater yep i think the one the lower one underneath has a hood on it not the norwegian one the other one you were wearing right has a hood on it so you can pull your hood up too um so you're um, you're walking through, you just keep pushing on because there isn't really anything else to do and you're suddenly caught in the middle of a really crazy blizzard and the snow around you is sparkling really brightly. Um, like it's, it's not blinding in its entirety because it's kind of getting dimmer with the dusk, but individual flakes as they're falling will suddenly just sparkle just like glitter as they go by. Um, and as you come, as you continue... You keep going for just a little bit, and then uh, suddenly the snow starts to let up a little bit until it's more of just a gentle, pretty snow that's still falling on everything. You find yourself staring out at a valley that opens in front of your feet, and it's all covered in freshly fallen snow. And the snow is the perfect powder light kind that you can hold in your hand and blow on it and it just goes flying. It looks like the kind that you used to see in storefronts in Texas when it was Christmas and they didn't have any real snow. So they put the fake snow out in the storefront windows that was just made out of glitter. This snow looks like that snow, but it's real snow. It's that kind of fluffy. So you're looking down at a valley um, in front of you and there are uh, evergreens covered in snow. Um... There are no tracks anywhere. But this is very strange because you were just in the middle of the suburbs of a city. There's no valley anywhere near here. Definitely is the not. valley just full of, of evergreen trees or is there... Do I see any smoke? Do I, I turn around. What do I see behind me? Behind you, you see, um, as far as you can see, you can see your tracks going back in the snow now, but there doesn't seem to be anything behind you other than just like flat plains and then rolling hills with snow on them. And eventually, in the far, far distance, those might be some mountains. This is not like any place I've ever been before. So as you turn back to the valley, you do see there is a little bit of smoke rising out of the valley. It doesn't look super close. Well, I was in the Girl Scouts for a hot second before we moved. My dad thought it would be a good idea for me to meet other girls my age. So I was in the Girl Scouts when I was like 11 and 12. So... We didn't learn any survival skills, but I did meet some Boy Scouts who had some survival skills. 
You were where were you in the Girl Scouts? Was it like Oregon? Um, yeah. So you know which side of the tree the moss grows on? North. Yeah. So you got your directions. Right. There Is go. there moss on these trees? They're evergreens th- covered in snow. <laughs> so there's no moss. No. <laughs> that was the survival skill, though, right? <laughs> right. So Summer is going to, she will reach into her other pocket and she's going to take out what is a, it's a a tiny toy compass that looks like it probably came from a cereal box or something. And it's just a little, a little, you know, toy that she's had for a long time that, you know, when she goes to a new place, she does get lost really easily because, you know, in where she used to live, like the mountains were always in the east and... Then she moved somewhere where there were no mountains and, and all that. And so, but the, um, but the, the spinny dial of the compass is just spinning around. It's not, and she kind of like holds it out away from her body and like kind of moves it in a figure eight. Like you do your iPhone when it's trying to figure out your compass. That doesn't help because it's, it's a little toy Cracker Jack one. It's spinning very slowly and leisurely circles. Yeah. <laughs> So she'll just kind of put it back in her pocket and and kind of, you know, kind of shake the snow that's piled up off of her and start walking towards that smoke. As you come along, so you're you're walking uh, towards that direction of where that smoke is because it's literally the only thing you can you can kind of track towards. Um, there is a uh, big tangle. It, it looks like it it might have been a sled. If somebody put it together (laughs) with like some leftover toy parts and tape and wrapping paper, and it's kind of like all busted up and stuck underneath it, there's just like a pair of glowing red eyes and, and and you hear a little help. Uh, I'm stuck and I'm getting snowed on little help. So Summer will 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 look around and because she doesn't see the little red eyes at first, she's looking for somebody human sized. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm stuck You're... under here. Um, it it it's getting kind of heavy. Stuck under under where? And she she kind of puts one hand on the the sort of faux sleigh, um, and she holds it up enough for you to scamper out. Oh, thank you. And- Dust stands up, dusts himself off, adjusts his knit, his like little black knit cap on his head. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Summer, Summer jumps in surprise when she sees you moving. She thought you were a toy. Hello. You're not the usual kid who comes through here. Where's the where's that kid, Matt? What what are you? What? Is that a way to greet somebody? I mean, look, I'm thankful you lifted the sled off me. Hi, I'm Noir. I'm a goblin. Snow goblin. Tell us what Noir looks like. (laughs) So Noir is... Noir is, like, no more than, like, three feet tall. And he is a goblin, pointy ears, but albino. So he's white with glowing red eyes, uh, wears a little black snow, like a little black knit cap on his head. Um, and that's it. Just has the knit cap. <laughs> does he have like a, uh, is he just neuter or does he have like a. Yeah, he's like uh, Donald Duck. Like he's, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I gotcha. <laughs> he's just got the carrot up. <laughs> hat. 
and and tends to blend into the snow. Like is like if the wind picks up, you, all you see are the eyes and the cap for a second. <laughs> wow, and, you must be really advanced, like a, a some high tech robot. I'm not a robot. I'm a snow goblin. So she's going to try to pick you up to see where your on and off switch is. <laughs> hey, listen, listen, we've only met. I don't know if I'm really comfortable with all the picking up and stuff. Can, can you just put me down? Can we have some boundaries? <laughs> She'll set you down and be like, okay, you're a, you're a what? All right, let's try again. And he takes a few steps back and bows. My name is Noir. I'm a snow goblin. Do you have a name? <laughs> There's no such thing as snow goblins. Not even in I, the storybooks. I beg to differ. I am here. You are here. And he begins to take like a wide circle around you, like kind of like just, you know, looking you over. It's an interesting look. Two sweaters. Most people just go for one, but okay. Well, I was cold. It is was that snowing. normal where you're from? Well, Didn't you get caught snowing. in this giant snowstorm? No, not the snowstorm. No, I, I got caught being I got caught being chased by the polar bear. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm still being chased by the polar bear, actually. I just wrecked the, I just wrecked the Wait a minute, what? what? <laughs> and Summer will turn around and there's a snow <laughs> and there's a polar bear running at her. Yeah, that's there's that one right bear. there. <laughs> there's a polar bear that is about Two to three times the size of a polar bear you would expect to see in our world. So it looks more like, yeah, it looks more like a wampa than a polar bear, except it doesn't have horns. <laughs> we should probably. Which Summer has, of course. We should seen. probably get going. We can use the sled. But you can't, you can't outrun a bear. And this sled is made of, of broken stuff. Well, it's going to need a little help piloting it, but. Now there's two of us, so we could totally do it. All right, so this is actually brilliant because this is going to be your challenge for this chapter. <laughs> How are you guys going to get away from the gigantic polar bear? It's sledding time. We're going to head towards that right, that's, that smoke. So that means, Phil, you have to decide if Noir is going to get in trouble or help the heroine. And I don't think, well, you have enough points that you could help the heroine this turn. That's up to you. Emily, you get to decide if you want to do this challenge, if you are going to be successful, if you're going to be heroic, or if you are going to take a chance. I feel like given the circumstances, mm -hmm. I should choose to be successful. <laughs> I'm good with that. And I will help. Just <laughs> And Phil's going to help and spend his point. Yes. Right. Huzzah. Just because I feel like this is something that we need to be successful at because I don't want to deal with actually fighting a polar bear. That's fair. Running away is always the best plan when a polar bear is chasing you. Not my first polar bear. <laughs> How many so, polar bears is it, Noir? <laughs> probably the fifth one. When you keep stealing from them, they tend to get a little cranky. So tell me how you are going to help Summer be successful. I helped build the sled, so I'm going to coach her through it because it's it it's too big now, all broken up. It's too big for me to pilot by myself. Somebody's got to sit up front, and so 
I will yell directions because I'm super helpful. Fantastic. So, Emily, roll those dice. So what's happening is polar bear is <laughs> now about... Oh, He's I'm really, glad I chose be successful. Me too. The polar bear is now the polar bear is now about 15 feet away from you guys. Uh, you leap on the sleigh. Nora is talking you through how to get this thing going, and now you are off. And he is directing you as you dodge through the trees. Um, and we basically—I don't know why I'm on a Star Wars kick, but we're basically yeah. having um, the equivalent on a sled with a giant fast polar bear. Of the speeder bike race through Endor is what's happening yes. through the trees. Yeah, those polar bears can slide. Oh man, they <laughs> go, they? they go fast. <laughs> it's got big. Noir, I've never driven anything before. <laughs> no, you're doing great. You're doing great, kid. <laughs> you're a natural. No, no, I mean, I, I, I don't even ride a bike. What's a bike? Well, we don't have time to discuss what a bike is. You're just, you're doing great. <laughs> Uh, go left, go left. So, Summer has, I mean, are there reins? Is there a steering wheel? Yeah, there's... <laughs> What's well, in this sleigh? There's, like, part of a jump rope is, like, one rein, and the other one's, the other one's like, the tube from, from the wrapping paper, just kind of taped <laughs> together. <laughs> and are there animals attached to the front or not? Um, there are, like, a couple of stuffed animals and stuff that um, were used, like, as filler. And since you since you got a, a four and then plus one for Phil is still a five, you're going to succeed because you chose to be successful. But you're going to tell me how you succeed in um, a regrettable way, not the most perfect way. So the reason Summer hasn't gotten her license yet or really started learning how to drive is because every time... Somebody tries to teach her how to drive. They are yelling at her. Uh, this is not based on a personal experience at all. <laughs> they and and of course, like her 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 dad and her mom and like her uncles have tried, but they just they just get really. They think they're being helpful, but they stress summer out. Like and she's just like can't do. It. And so she has her eyes closed shut, and she is just doing what Noir tells her to do. Um, and she, she is just completely petrified. And so if Noir wasn't there, she would very much be in the clutches of this bear. And so at one point she's going to yell out, what did you steal from it? Fruitcake. <laughs> Everybody knows polar bears make the best fruitcake. <laughs> oh, so, so what happens is you're you're swooping between these trees that are covered with snow. You're you're going so close to them that you're brushing the lower boughs, and um, giant chunks of snow are falling on you as you shake the branches of these trees. Um, and eventually, you cross a little creek, and the polar bear hits the creek and goes sliding off sideways down the creek, and he can't get his grip. And you go slamming off, still going. 90 miles an hour on this crazy sleigh for a little bit longer and then you mishear one of Noir's directions and you slam directly into the base of a tree and the whole thing tips over and cracks in half.
hope you enjoyed episode 17 of She's a Super Geek. If you liked what you heard, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes or on Stitcher. And thank you. We really do appreciate your time. If you'd like to interact with us, follow us on Twitter at SASGeekPodcast, or check out our website, sasgeek.com, for more ways to connect. You can hear more of Phil and Chris every Tuesday on the Misdirected Mark podcast, misdirectedmark.com, which they broadcast live at 8.45 Eastern. You can also see what they're working on at encodedesigns.com or back the character cache on Patreon. Follow either of them or both of them on Twitter at misdirectedmark and at dnaphil. You can see more from Ginger Goat Games at ginger-goat.blogspot.com or follow author Josh Jordan on Twitter at Josh T. Jordan. Our theme song is Rock and Roll Play Baby by Kieran Strange. You can find more great music, tour dates, and awesome merchandise at kieranstrange.com or follow her on Twitter for news and updates at Kieran Strange. Merry everything, and we'll see you in two weeks for our next adventure. All the differences, I'm ready.